0: Hi everyone, and welcome to The Greener Side, a podcast about moving to and living in another part of the world. In this show, we talk to and with people who have emigrated and are studying or working outside of the Philippines. I'm Kring Laxon and I am your host for this show. Today, we speak with Yvette Diangson, who is in Dubai under a residence visa. This resident visa allows her to work in Dubai, and she has been living in this land of opportunity for four years now. How about we find out the details from Yvette? Hi, Yvette! Hi, Kring! So before we begin talking about your visa, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure.
1: Hey guys, so I'm Yvette. So I've only been in Dubai for the last three and a half years. It's the very first time I ventured into working outside of the Philippines. Well, I grew up in Kalibua I'm a very um, curious and adventurous person. I always love to dabble into different things. I like doing new things. I like to even like challenge my limits. So I can say I like to live my life very fearlessly. Nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have been seeing your adventures there in Dubai. I'm very excited to know more about your projects there. But before we get there, could you tell me how you got there in the first place? What visa did you apply for? Sure, Karin. So
1: Dubai. Well, who hasn't heard of Dubai, right? Especially with that John Lloyd movie, I think. (laughs) And uh... (laughs) I think all Pinoys must have seen it. So Dubai, to be really honest with you, the very first time I had to consider going to Dubai, I had to look it up. I didn't know which one is Dubai with Abu Dhabi with... Oh, it's (laughs) under United Arab Emirates. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm such a clueless in that sense. I left my job mid of 2017 and I knew it in my heart that I needed to go someplace. My life in Manila was great, amazing. I have no complaints, but I felt like I needed needed to, you know, tricks in life. I feel like I was already in my comfort zone and I needed to expand. So I was looking at different places. I was even looking at Indonesia, Malaysia, even Guam or anywhere that I could think of. And then a friend of mine just uh, visited. She's a resident in Dubai. She visited in uh, Manila at that time. We got together and then she suddenly just mentioned, you know what, why don't you consider Dubai? And I'm like, okay, how is it going there? And then she just told me the easiest route I will be able to sponsor a visit visa for you. And then once you're there, you can look for a job and then an employer can sponsor your work visa. So that's how it went. Wow. Yes. And it actually took a while. It took me four months to actually land a job in Dubai. I came on a visit visa. It usually comes in uh, like a three month period, the visit visa. So it's easy to get one. For someone who has a residence visa or an employer's uh, visa, you can easily sponsor somebody to come visit you. So that's what my friend did. During that time, you can almost like do anything. You can apply for jobs. To be really honest, Kring, it is the best route as what they always say, because when employers consider someone to even hire, they prefer someone who's already physically in the country. Mm. Unless you are really headhunted for a certain role and they hire you while you are still in the Philippines. For someone like us, ordinary peasants... (laughs) (laughs) You have to find your way to get here, apply for jobs. I think that was really a challenging thing for me. Mm -hmm. There are times aside from you have to go 40, 50 minimum of applications per day. I had to go every single building in a certain area, just really like manually apply, leave my CV. I had to do that. Of course, when you're wanted to get a job, you really need to like do all those tricks of the trade. Anything online, uh, somebody knowing you, gaining net networks and going manually giving out your CV, that can help. And then as soon as you get an employer to hire you, then they will process everything. It's uh, what we call a work visa, but it is officially a residence visa.
0: So it is considered normal practice na magpunta muna under a visitor visa tapos maghanap ka na lang ng jobs while you're there? Yes, it is. It is common practice. It is
1: not uh, discouraged. It is not against the law. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As long as, of course, you stay here on a visit visa and it is still valid. The thing is, while you are still physically here and let's say your visit visa validity lapsed, then that's when you get a fine. Everything is very automated. They can view it like when you try to buy a SIM card, they will be looking out for that visa. If you go to any airports at all, that will immediately flag. So you will be fine. So in one way or another, you will uh, they will know if you've overstayed a certain visa. Mm. So there's no other way of getting around it. Okay, but it took you four months to find a job. So you were able to renew that tourist visa? I had to renew it until the first employer um, changed my status to a work visa. Oh, so how long did that take? It will take usually a few weeks, but usually when an employer already hired you for a certain role, they will be taking all of your documents and that's when they will be able to process it in what we call a MORE, or this is a Ministry of Human Resources and uh, Employment. Shaq, I need to get back to you on Mohe. that. Mohe? Uh, MORE? Uh-huh. more. <laughs> they will be changing your status. So once they change that, then for any fines, you'll have to agree. Usually the employer covers the fine if there's a lapse time. But if not, they usually ask you, when is your visit visa going to expire? Because it will take a long time if, let's say, it's already lapsed before they can change the status.
0: Mm, I see. Okay. So for someone who goes to Dubai on a visitor visa wanting to find work, example ako, what documents would I need to bring to ensure that? that process of um, transferring a visitor to a residency visa is smooth for the employer side.
1: Sure. It is very basic. Uh, it's very easy. Of course, you need your basic IDs. You have to have your passport. If you have a driver's license, it will help. It will help you for let's say you would want to get a driver's license in the UAE later on. But the very basic things, birth certificate, you have to prepare even your uh, a valid NBI clearance. These are just supporting documents. But ring I'll tell you the most important one that you have to already process while you are still in the Philippines. You have to have your attested educational documents, okay, because this will uh, matter with your processing of employment visa later on, or if at a later time you would want to sponsor somebody to come visit, like a friend or a family. So these attested documents, you have to get your diploma and your transcript of records or your TOR from your university. So once you have it, because it's not just that, you have to have it sealed with a red ribbon authentication, by the DFA. Ah. And after that, yes, this is like very important and it has to be attested. After having it read ribboned with DFA, you have to have it attested in the UAE embassy in the Philippines. Okay, And then after that, once you come here, then you have to have it attested at the UAE Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So this is a way for them to really authenticate and validate your educational attainment. Because here in your CV, when you say, okay, I'm a graduate of Ateneo, I'm a graduate of University of the Philippines, It doesn't matter. They don't know these things. They don't know what kind of education these have. So the only way that they can see that it has been attested, it has been attested by DFA in our country and also attested by the UAE embassy in the Philippines and also the DFA counterpart in the UAE, which is uh, MOFA or Ministry of Foreign Affairs. wow! So this is very important because if you fail to do this while you are in Manila and then once you land a job and it is being required by HR, then you will have to have somebody in the Philippines to process this and we know how it takes a long time to get these things processed. But of course, if things get uh, rough for you or anything, there are LBC and DHL express services, but uh, it will really cost you a lot. But of course, it's very convenient for you. They will do everything for you. But for me, while you are still in Manila, you haven't flown to Dubai yet, better to get all of these attestations early on so that you are set once an employer requires requires all of these documents for okay.
0: me. Okay, and these attestations, so kinuha mo yung sarili mong attestation while you were still in Manila, did yes. you? And how long did yes. that take?
1: Probably two weeks, a week to two weeks. Okay, okay. But because I was not, I wasn't already employed at that time. So I had time, you know, mm. like to go to school, pay for it. Come back until it's ready. So it will take some time. So imagine if you're working while
0: you are still processing these. So it will really take a lot of time. Mm-mm. So it's just the normal documents, passports, IDs, um, mm. NBI clearance, tapos yung attestation. Is there anything mm. else?
1: So far, yan lang. Um, Ito, importante kasi yung attestations na to. Because, oh well, all I'm saying is you you can still land a job. It's just that sometimes the level or the role in your visa will differ with or without these attestations. I'll give you an example. So, for a certain role, like what I'm doing now, I'm working as a marketing coordinator under MSD, Merck Sharp and Dome, which is a uh, global pharmaceutical company. So, let's say if I did not present my attested education, Educational documents. I might not get the marketing coordinator under uh, named on, uh, on my visa. It can be like a clerk Ooh. or something like that, or just an administrator. So in that sense, there is a limitation for my visa. I might not be able to sponsor, or I might not be able to apply for anything else with that level of visa. So it is very helpful. And sometimes also the limit of how much uh, salary you can be promoted to, or even the next role of company role that you can be promoted to, it can also limit, depends on which visa that you're on right now. So that's a quick, for okay. everyone.
0: <laughs> All right. That That's is good it. to know. So it is really important then. Yes. When you arrive there and then the processing of your residence visa, how long did it take before you got that residence visa, which allows you to work? It depends on the company. Mm.
1: Uh, Dubai is very progressive, very developed, but there are also still a lot of companies, employers that are very dodgy. (laughs) I mean, they are legal, but uh, to be really honest, sometimes they will check, oh, how long is your visit visa going to be valid for? And some of them are going to delay processing your work visa. Mm. Just okay. So they can buy time, it's not expired anyway, but you can already start working. Some of them would do that. So some of them will take some time, some of them will really process it right away. So I've had the experience, I've been I've only worked in with two companies. So the first one had to have me extend my work visa first on my account on my expense. But the other one, the new one had to process it right away. So to answer your question, it usually Takes
0: from two weeks up to one and a half months. Mm, okay. To get it processed by the employer. Mm-mm. And you mentioned you had two employers there. So mm-hmm. was the transferring of that visa from one employer to another easy? Hindi naman siya complicated? It should be easy, but the first employer, I don't know if I
1: should be even saying this, the first employer was really like super bad. That's the most expletive I can share okay. in your podcast uh-huh. now. Uh, It was really time to go, but they made it really difficult for me. They canceled it the last bit. The good thing is the new employer or my current employer was so patient to wait for it. And of course, they were really professional with it that they didn't make me start working until I got all my documents processed, meaning I was canceled Mm. legally by the previous employer and they had to wait until they processed my visa before they gave me my date for first day to work. So I knew I I was getting into a better, company because when they do follow the, these kind of rules but yeah things happen that's also the things that or the, what I'm going to say for most people in Dubai you will really get a lot of experiences you will encounter a lot of personalities
0: and different things mm-hmm. the different colors of the box of crayons or whatever yes but kung atat na, atat na akong umalis sa employer ko, pwede bang apply muna ako ng tourist visa again and then just search for other employers? Yes, you're right.
1: You're getting it. That is also another thing. So if you are, if you probably have extra money for you to spend on, you can do exit or have your visa cancelled from an employer if you want to resign. And then you can apply for a visit visa by yourself. So okay. it can also happen. Let's say you resign from a company. Usually, your visa can be valid until a month after your last day of work. And then let's say you haven't gotten another work yet within that one month. Of course, you have to legally stay here. Once it's canceled, you can just change it to a visit visa again on your own expense until probably you can land a new job.
0: Okay. That makes it so much clearer. So Yvette, for anybody who wants to go to Dubai to work, what is your advice? So
1: that is to link to what I said earlier. If you really want to really come here and get a job and have a life here, you really have to want it. It's not for the faint-hearted, I would say. You have to go out of your way. You have to really be open to different kinds of jobs. You have to be patient. You, In my first job, I was a receptionist. Of course, of course, like, I think I've heard this from you, Crane, last week in your, uh, in your podcast. I also felt that way at first. Like, I tend to be picky. I'm like, really, I'll be a receptionist. I haven't worn a uniform since I was in high school. <laughs> I, I never had to wear a uniform for a certain job. So that was an indication for me. Like, what kind of job is this? I had to wait on patience. I had to do these kind of things. And there was a time that I felt that it was beneath me, but definitely it grew me. It grounded me to what UAE culture is. I got to meet 10, 12, 14 different nationalities per day. So I was learning. That was my first job. I was learning how to talk to them, understanding their accents and learning different personalities. And these kind of impressions helped me to. Oh, this is how I should relate to them. Oh, this is how I should speak to them. It really gave me a lot of insights. And of course, it's really good to create and maintain a lot of connections. This first job that I got, I landed it with a friend who recommended me. She's an Indian lady who is also one of my besties now. I just randomly met her one day, you know, mm-hmm. we just exchanged numbers and. We were like trying to find a job together. And later on, she just said, hey, I just landed this job. They're looking for this. You one might be interested. Oh, that's cute. Yes, it's very random. People say you send out a lot of CVs, apply for a lot of jobs. But mostly people do get jobs through connections or through recommendations or referrals. That's a way to go. So do not be an introvert while you're looking for a job. You have to talk your way. You have to befriend everyone. And that's the way to go. So another thing is why I'm saying that you really have to want it is that you will encounter a lot of prejudices and discrimination. Sometimes Mm -hmm. your visa can also depend on your passport nationality. In my first job before, I was working with someone. She has a Western passport nationality. We have the same role. And I'm sure I have a lot of experiences than her. But my contract was different. My contract was limited. Hers was not limited. All because she had a different. Passport nationality. Wow. So these things happen. Mm-hmm. And okay, I could tell you lots of stories about how how my interviews were on those first four months. There were a lot of things like, oh, they say you are overqualified. Oh, I'm not sure. It's just that you came from the Philippines. When you do these things, I was applying for an events job. What? I'm not sure maybe if I assign you this thing, you might get lost. I'm like, huh? I- seven and oh, I, at that time I was 35 I might get lost <laughs> and maybe some of them do think these things about you and some of them might say you are not exactly who we're, we are looking out for so uh, so there's so many things and you'll get a lot of rejections a lot of rejection rejections and rejections but mm-hmm. you'll have to press on. If you know this is your land of promise, this is where you should go, then you will have to go and press on. There is also a thin line between settling or compromising a certain role or for, for fighting for what you believe you deserve. So you have you just have to decide on that. You really have to take chances. That's the thing that I can tell those who plan to come and work here. Mm-hmm. Ang heavy naman yan, Dubet.
0: <laughs> Ang heavy oh, naman sorry. yan, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the last one. No, it's beautiful. Because it also is a segue to the next portion of my questions, which is about the culture there. You experienced some form of culture shock while you were in there? Yes. <laughs> oh, <so, naman. laughs> oh, ba? So what took you time to get used to?
1: Culture shock, of course, good and bad things together. una una I will say everything is huge in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Food servings are huge. Mm-hmm. The buildings are huge. Dubai has uh, this obsession to be the tallest, to be the highest, to the to be the fastest in everything. And I don't. I, I really actually admire their ambitious spirit. I salute to them. But of course, there's also huge fines in everything. <laughs> so you have to be careful the most liberating thing siguro sa akin when I came here I mean for years of working and living in Manila I can actually hold my phone
0: like this in a metro okay, okay. in a
1: metro or while I'm walking down the streets I mean you cannot do this in Manila right? baka so, yes and even when I ride the cabs here ang automatic pa sa akin I ride the cabs and then I check yung sa left and then the right the locks kasi pag nakalock yung cabs mo ba pag sa Manila kasi pag naka- a stop is a traffic someone might open your door well, again so you don't need to do that here anymore. It's relatively a safe place. You can leave your stuff at a coffee shop and nobody nobody can take it. But of course, like in every places naman, I mean, there are still some darker or dodgy places. But relatively, like in malls and everything, it's relatively safe. No traffic. I mean, there is traffic na level sa kanila, but it's nothing compared to our traffic, of course, sa mm-hmm. Manila, di ba? I had to get used to the weekends being Friday. Friday and Saturday instead of Saturday, Sunday sa atin. Uh-uh. It's a WhatsApp nation. Sa Pilipinas kasi viber tayo, so I had to get used to that as well. Um, I mentioned to you kanina about the traffic, ba? and the motorists really do stop for pedestrians dito. Mm. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Doon kasi makikipag-cha-cha tayo, di ba? So, there is a respect for the law, which is I like. Mm-hmm. But of course, hindi natin pwedeng gawin yung mga gusto nating gawin sa Pilipinas. Like, pwede nang tumawin dito. So, hindi pwede. Bawat. Oo so, oh naman. Pag walang pedestrian lane, you have to be really careful because the police can also, like, yung nag sila undercover, they don't wear their uniforms. So, they can just, you know, wear civilian clothing and they can just suddenly approach you well. Sometimes I had this story from a friend before. Lalakad siya. Lalalakad siya kasi ang daming tumawid dun sa bawal. Sumabay siya eh kasi madami naman tayo. Bigla na lang may tumabi sa kanya. Parang, you crossing? Yan. Yeah, kung anong laman siya? And then later on, pretty rambella um give me your emirates id <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh God. so and salpak sa ano yun 400 dirhams yun 400 times 13 sa peso so calculator mm, talaga oh 5000 yeah uh-huh. just by tossing on the wrong way
0: alam mo dito sa new zealand pwede mag jaywalk <laughs> <laughs> sinasabi ko really, lang Wala, yung mga tao, jaywalk lang ng jaywalk. So ako din, jaywalk na din. <laughs> Meron areas that
1: you can really jaywalk, but you're really going to take a chance. Kasi sometimes you can get away with it, wala namang police. But until when are you going to take a chance? Uh, unless you're really rich, you can have extra 400 dirhams every time. so Mm-mm. And since the, the country has a culture of tolerance, as you can see, uh, unlike all other Middle Eastern countries, this is the most open. You can see it from the news and the photos and all. It's a melting pot of, do you know that there are just 10% or even less locals here? Everybody is an expat. Oh. So yes, um, a lot of them are uh, Indians, Pakistanis, uh, Filipinos, and uh, a mix of everyone. We are actually the third largest na expat uh, group dito. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! percent <laughs> Yes. Even if my culture still is a lot of tolerance, they're still being run uh, mostly by their Islamic rules and regulations. So a good thing also is that you take a break from, you know, lewd and salacious uh, billboards. Kasi wala dito. Kasi sa atin, like, oh, Ano na naman yan? Anong billboard ng benchyan or something? Dito, wala <laughs> so it's very good, especially if you're trying to raise kids, for example, without having to explain what they see on the billboards.
0: So it's good. Uh-huh. Wala well, sa mind ko na Dubai could be a good place to raise children. So, is it a good place to raise children? Um, not from my
1: experience, but from my <laughs> but from my friend's experience. Yes. Of course, third culture kids, but I would say it's a good place to raise them because unlike popular mindsets siguro about Dubai, hindi lang puro buildings ang Dubai. There are a lot of spaces or even communities and living spaces that are full of garden parks that you can uh, mm. see yun yung concern ng iba eh parang at tira ako sa flat titira ako sa ano then kawawa naman yung bata walang mapaglaru ano, o mapagikutan there are places for your kids and uh, the schooling system is as uh, good as what i've heard At the same time, there are a lot of activities out there. You can bring them to piano school, dancing school. Beaches are everywhere. Hiking places are everywhere. You can just go out of town outside of Dubai. We have other six other Emirates that you can travel to that have amazing nature spaces that you can bring your kids and ang maganda kasi dito is that yung kids mo will be really exposed to different other kids you know other other uh, nationalities this is what I even tell kahit hindi mo yung mga kids but even my friends hindi man for really longer periods but it really helps you expand and broaden your horizons when you live in a different country mag one mm-hmm. or two years ka lang. try mo lang this is already coming to a different point but but when you mentioned that about raising kids, Ibang classing mindset ang mawhon sa bata habang maliit pa siya. And then he or she gets to, you know, eat different kinds of food, get along with different kinds of uh, children, learn about their culture. So ang galing, I really believe magiging okay yung magiging mindset ng bata when he or she grows up in such a culture
0: mm hmm. I can imagine that even for you, being exposed to so many different nationalities has expanded your horizons. It has, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So societally and culturally, it seems that the UAE is very different to the Philippines. How about the standard of living there? How different is it?
1: Initially, like kung galing ka naman ng Pinas kasi, nagko-compute ka talaga. Ang nasa utak mo peso pa eh. So you will say it's definitely expensive if you keep on converting it to Philippine peso. But since you are also earning higher, a lot of your, let's say, half would go to your rent, uh, transportation and everything. Then you get to take home or support family or give to anything for your entertainment or for your well-being, yung rest of the money that you earn. The good thing, Kring, the one thing that I really love about here is that there's no income tax. <laughs> so imagine the that tax. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, I believe, is like super the perks of uh, working in Dubai. There's no income tax. Yun yung masakit pag mo yung sweldo mo Parang hindi mo, hindi man lang <laughs> dumaan sa kamay mo kasi natanggal niya. (laughs) (laughs) So here, you get the gross amount of uh, your salary. So, um, (laughs) Yes, (laughs) definitely. For me, I think standard of living is, I would say, moderately expensive. That's the right term. I was really trying to think of the right term. But also, like I said, you have to learn the tricks and trades. For me, I'm a kind of person who really wants to go out do things, eat things, experience things. So there are also ways to really... Save up. So I'm a ramirin kasi promotions dito kring. Like you will be so obsessed with promotions every time my sale. Not just for you know clothes or anything, but even for your essentials. So you have to stock up on certain things just because it's on sale. So this is how I survive. You know, with with uh, some of the shampoo, you can get it in bulk. Your laundry soap, get it in bulk. So these are ways for you to really save up on. You also need to know there are certain grocery stores that give out really low prices. You need to know all of these things. And daming, like you want to go out, and it's ladies' night that gives tricks for free for ladies. All you had to pay for is your taxi or cab going to the place. So and then we also have this what we call the entertainer app. So you literally have thousands of options where to eat out and you get two for one. So a meal, two for one. So you just pay half, 50%. So for me, standard of living, yes, moderately expensive. But because of these promotions that are going out every single time, you can, it is livable. You can have a good time. You can get your essentials, you know, together, but
0: you don't really need to
1: spend that much.
0: Hmm. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so yung walang income tax sa Dubai, how do they fund the nation then? Well, we do have VAT for all the purchases, value added tax.
1: So meron naman. And like I told you, madaming mga fines or applications for everything. Application for your ID, application for tenancy. There are a lot of, and yun naman yung downside. Medyo mahalang Dubai mag-process or to get your documents ready. Like applying for a driver's license, all of these things. Lahat may bayad. Mm,
0: Kumikita. Okay. So, uh, Mm, Okay, that was a while ago. You mentioned that OFWs Filipinos are the third largest um, migrant group there in Dubai. Bayans are everywhere. <laughs> you won't <Uh-oh>. get <laughs> you won't get homesick exactly. So, could you tell me a bit about the OFW community there? Because ang nasa isip ko, when I think of the Middle East is parang mga manual work. A lot of will work for OFWs. Could you enlighten me? Yes. So, the first
1: settlers or first OFW community talaga dito, were working in construction. I think next knife, if I'm not mistaken, is in the customer service or service entries, those working in, let's say, malls sales reps sales ladies working in supermarkets uh, working in salons these kinds of uh, service type companies and then you will also get those who are working in private households like nannies and these kinds and then you have cooks chefs so very mixed and then of course there are also gearing up nag-gear up din na ng iba-ibang classing OFW working in different industries like in media in marketing so yes, there's a and you will, like I said, you miss because you're buying something, you're getting something fixed and then later on they will talk to you in Filipino and you get things easy or you you be able to explain your concern or your issue well. But of course, there's also a mix of good and bad traits of our race as you can tell those who are in different countries. So, yeah, alam mo namang number one tayo sa pagiging judges, <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should be saying this, but it's kind of true. There are a lot of Pinoy's who will really look, uh, look at you like from head to toe. Head to toe. <laughs> Super. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some will really randomly talk to you. Are yeah, you say naman, okay, that's nice. She was friendly. And the next thing tatanungin na sa iyo, saan yung ganyan? Saan yung magkano si mo diyan? Magkano bigayan diyan? So, you know, <laughs> <be> intrusive. <laughs> but I think this is uh if you're in a good mood, maybe mm, yun ni ate, pero maybe if you're not in a really good mood, parang intrusive much, they can really ask you these super um, private questions. Medyo hindi ko na-appreciate for several reasons, pero maraming ganun. Even when when taking a job, or kunari sabay kayo, nag apply and then they you can tell that there's that competitive spirit. In the Philippines, you can already experience yung mga mental, ay, ano? Uh, sorry sorry, uh, crab mentality, yung ganun, I think it's heightened even more here. Parang everybody it, it, there is even uh, um, that popular thing that in a company, kunari nahirapan ka mo work with someone, the hardest one that you'll have to work with is a fellow kabayan or a fe- fellow Pinoy. I mean, hmm. sad to say. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not generalizing, but this is most of what I've heard. Mas mahirap tayong hmm. katrabaho, to be honest. Pero good then sometimes kasi, ano tawag dito, pag kunari sa sa Pinoy, may extra service <laughs> may extra service. <laughs> <All laughs> they can really be so, so uh, a they can really be so nice to you so gusto okay. gusto mo din yun. parang yun lang marami talagang chismis there was even one time, Greg, uh, kaka, lang, kakalabas lang from lockdown. So, I was wearing my mask. I was wearing shades ata. So, hindi yata nila napansin na Pinoy ako and everything. And hindi man lang talking behind my back, talking in front of me, about me. <laughs> it happens. Like, oh, ano naman kailangan ito? Yung mga ganon. Oh nyo. my God. <laughs> ako, I was looking around. Ako lang naman yung kausap niya. Yun, <laughs> I mean, and I think I was requesting something and hindi yata mahanap nung person and I was already in the counter I was asking them, following up, yung ganon. So until I had to, you know, present myself and then, alam mong guilty sila pero hindi sorry So a lot of Filipinos are like that. They really talk against you. La. <laughs> oh, So may maraming ganon. Ma-ano, ma, ma, ma-judge talaga. There was even a friend of mine, she went into a salon. She doesn't look Filipino, more on para siyang Chinese looking, Singaporean Chinese, ganyan. Mm-hmm. If there's such a term, but I just call her that. And then, hindi yata alam ng no mga Pinoy na nandun sa salon. So they were talking stuff about her, like really bad stuff, yung gano'n. And then, yung friend ko, buti na lang nasa good mood siya. So nagpakilala siya, nag, Tagalog siya um, ate, narinig ko yun. and then they were like, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. oh, sorry, yung gano'n, and then, okay, sabi ng friend ko, buti na lang nasa muda ako, kasi kung hindi na-report ko ano sa manager niyo, yung gano'n. Yeah! <laughs> kasi sarap, traffic, Ay, sarap <laughs> diba? Really, you, you, sometimes you'll get a laugh out of it, but sometimes, it can hit the nerve, and mahilig talaga tayo sa ganito, mga Pilipino, so, but you really have to be careful. Some, sila pa yung ma, mang-manggagansyo sa'yo dito. Sad to say, parang innate na sa atin dinala dito. Since you get to earn more here, mas may disposable income ka. And sad to say, a lot of people are taking advantage of it. I'm not saying Filipino lang, may iba din naman. But since we're on that topic, a lot of Filipinos are really taking advantage of each other pa So you'll have Mm -hmm. to still be careful unless you really, really know the person.
0: Yeah, that's a really sad point about Filipinos. But you also mentioned earlier na you have experienced some unsavory things while living in Dubai. Mm-hmm. You have experienced some discrimination. So could you tell me what these things are or what are the cons, at least, of living in Dubai? Sure.
1: Well, I would say my iba silang... Ito naman, I think, I experienced with non-Filipinos, so other expats. So discrimination in a way, like... So last December, I was hanging out with a French friend of mine who came to visit it. So they pool kami in one of uh, the lavish uh, hotels dito. Kasi UAE National Day yon, So they get, get free passes for those coming. So all you have to do is just pay for your food or everything. So it's a uh, pool pass. So I was by the pool and everything. And then we were just frolicking. <laughs> and then there were two kids over there. I think they were Scottish or British and then, of course, medyo pandemic season pa and then the kids just want to hang out with me. So yung friend ko, hindi siya mahilig sa kids. So he said, uh, bye-bye. I'll leave you there. (laughs) So hang out sa kids. But I had to make sure. I had to check on their parents like, are they okay to like talk to me and all? I don't want to like create anything. And the mom said, yeah, sure and all. And then I was just playing with the kids and later on yung mom lumapit and then, hi, I introduced myself. She introduced herself and She said, um, she and her family just moved. Her husband just got a new job and they were just taking some vacation time before the real work happens. When I introduced myself, she said, Oh, are you Filipina? And I said, Yes. And then before she can even get to ask me what I do here or anything, and nicely naman, I don't see any bad thing, but I think it it just connotes what they usually think of when they see Filipinos in Dubai or maybe around the world. And then she just suddenly said, "Um, You know what? Since we're just trying to settle in, do you know any nannies who can I can hire for my kids? So I don't want somebody stay in. I just want somebody to come on a certain hour of the day and all. And I at first, I didn't really think much about it. I was actually, I suddenly groped in my mind, who do I know who's interested to look for a nanny job? But when I was uh, pondering about it towards the end of the day, it wasn't really, I'm not discriminating on this kind of jobs. I'm not also saying these are bad, these are lowly kind of, this is, a decent job. But it just, I, I don't know. I don't know what you think thinking. Parang napaisip lang ako na ito pa rin siguro yung naisip ng mga tao na kind of jobs Filipinos have mm-hmm. in, uh. or, yeah, I don't know if you encounter that in New Zealand, but ganon. They usually, and ilang beses na akong na, napagkama lang sa his lady while I was doing my shopping. You know? <laughs> in a mall, like, yung hey, makapaganoon ka na lang ng hair, makapaayos. Maka <laughs> ba ako? Maka pa Oh a sales lady. Yeah. I was, yeah. And at the that, that time I was wearing my, of course, my drabby uniform from my first job. So maybe it added to the effect. So excuse me. And sometimes they would say, excuse me. I was talking to you. I'm like, um, excuse me back. <laughs> and then oh, and then when I heard when they heard me say, they're like Oh, you don't work here? Um, uh, no, I'm doing my shopping. <laughs> and also, another thing na medyo sad, I started to really date here as well. So when I started dating, my options, my reco, my mga pakilala you get to meet. And then sometimes I do online dating. Online dating, of course, when you start chatting, you know, um, minsan they will say, oh, you're a Filipina. And then akala mo naman, oh, maybe they've heard something about our islands or oh, they find me cute or I'm I'm from the Philippines. And then the conversation would start to to go like, you can tell that they find that you are quote-unquote easy, if you wow. know what I mean. So mm. sadly, maraming, anong magtawag doon yung mababa, mababa ang lipad? Tama ba? Maraming ganon dito. Oh. And of course, we all generalize. So they also think all Filipinas or all Filipino uh, women are like that. So ganon din ang expectation nila sa akin you can tell by the flow of the conversation, some are very blunt about it. And they would say, so you, just a hotel room, right? You know, they would also say, sadly talaga. And uh, sometimes in my mind, I want to change their perspective with Filipino women, yung ganon. I stand up for that. And uh, parang sabi ko nga, sana lang there's an opportunity, a platform to really say that this is not who Filipinos are. Hindi tayo ganun lahat. I mean, others, I don't judge other how other people live their lives. It's their own lives. And I'm not saying mine is better. But in my encounter, when it comes to encounters, when it comes to dating, is that they also uh, treat you the way others are being treated. And sometimes it's not about Getting to know who you are, but they talk to you according to what they know about your nationality. So I think that's mm. what ains me. People only like Filipinos because of something, and also they reject you because of what they know about all Filipinos. So if you get
0: if you get what I mean, may mga ganun. Oh, my my friend din ako sa Dubai na she has the same experience as you. Na they generalize us and ma ang tingin nila sa Pilipinas. Sadly.
1: So it's it's hard you try to explain your ground but sometimes <laughs> doesn't it doesn't matter it's just up to the guy. Oo nga, mm, true. So in mm-hmm. that department, wala pa akong success kasi <laughs> because of all of these experiences. But I do believe it will change one day.
0: I'm sure it will. Kasi napakalikeable mo naman, event sa totoo lang. Wow, this is <laughs> I will crazy. be so happy for you. So I just have to ask, do you see yourself living there long term? That is the joke of the of, of that
1: question. Kasi pagdating ko dito, everybody usually asks that, how long are you gonna stay in Dubai for? And usually sagot nila, two to three years, nah, ganun. Kasi sabi daw <laughs> 3 years daw sila, pero tingan mo, 12 years na ako, nandito pa rin yung 3 years ko. Yun yung laging joke. So now, ayoko tuloy masabi <laughs> kasi akala ko before 3 years lang din ako. So almost 4 years na. But yeah, to answer that question, maybe I still have, uh, I'm planning to go for like, okay, another 3 more years. Let's see. My current contract expires in 2024. Let's see how it goes from there. But I am open. Um, If God leads me to leave tomorrow, I will. If God leads me to finish the contract, I will. Maybe ito na yung next question mo about anong tawag doon? How it uh, changed me? Pwede ba yon Mag-segue na ako. Oo, oh, oh. mag-segue na um, sige. segue na tayo. new ways I have grown as a person. Yes. So Yo. how have so, you grown
0: as a person?
1: I think I've become more open. I don't know if you remember me, Kring. I'm such a planner. Ayoko maging spontaneous. I mean, I have a few spontaneity in me, but I think that's nag-grow yon growth of the planner. I, I felt like I was more sheltered because of the Philippines. But of course, I don't get really all that frisky naman dito. Hindi naman yung ganong level. <laughs> I still have a good hair on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> <Grabe siya. laughs> so of course, I still exercise caution. But with the plans, I'm really open to anything. Right now, I think I can tolerate more than what I can before. I still want to be a more decisive And I want to be more intentional sa lahat ng ginagawa ko. When I say yes to a thing, I would like to say yes to that. If I'm really not for a certain thing, I really say no. I want to be more open, to do more things, and to really explore more things. But I still keep my values and principles intact. I never want to compromise that. So I think, Yung pagiging open ko in such a country also helped me grow as a person. A lot of Middle Eastern uh, issues dito. Mas na mas na ko siya when I talk to Middle Eastern people talaga. I mean, I've only heard of um. Hindi ko na yung mga countries just for security reasons. But let's say you hear about wars in certain countries, mm-hmm. I and mean, always in inas palang or when you hear of international news. Uh, but then again, when you actually talk to someone who has fled the war, someone who has grew up someone who has a family member died because of those wars. Pag nakausap mo sila, doon mo mas naintindihan paano sila nakalabas from the airport, paano yung ganon. And I got the privilege to actually talk to some of them. Mas marami dito forum. Maraming forum dito that they that you can actually listen to certain people. And yun pa yung then the, the neat thing that I love about Bai, you, you can find uh, ways to really understand a certain topic, a certain issue, and either it's a movie, it's a documentary. It's a discussion. A lot of this is just going around the city. You can just come. You can just join. You can sign up. They will give you information. You will have the time to talk to certain key people. And yun yung what I love about it. May may access, marami kang access on a lot of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that is really good to hear. So it looks like you've really grown as a person and you're expanding your horizons nga. And I see that during this pandemic, you have also become more active. So you have been doing a lot of hiking, yes?
1: <laughs> <And> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, yun pala, it, It's uh, for a greater good. So you are going to Kyrgyzstan, right? Kyrgyzstan, yes. All right. Could you tell me about this trekking that you're doing for charity? Hmm. So
1: ever since I moved here, then aside from, of course, getting a job, getting settled, paying my debts back in (laughs) Manila, I also prayed then, Lord, uh, let me find an organization or just connect me with someone or a group of people where I can still live my life with a certain impact or a purpose. I, since I love to travel, I want half of my travels to be, yes, leisure, but I want the other half to be about making an impact on certain communities. I was able to first do it when I went to Zanzibar, Tanzania in 2019, where we went and help a uh, primary school. We built classroom, like literally, nagbungkal kami ng cemento and everything. And I taught some kids, English and other subjects during that one whole week. And another thing, like you mentioned, yung I'm leaving next month for Kyrgyzstan. This is for another organization among which we call Gulf for Good. They've been creating charity challenges uh, in different parts of the world. And on that part of the world where they're doing the the exact activity or adventure, They are also supporting, partnering with a community. And in Kyrgyzstan, we will be supporting SOS Kyrgyzstan Villages. It's a kids community group. We will be building a community center so for them to to do all their activities and support yung livelihood and and support yung well being ng mga kids. But of course, it's not called a challenge without actually doing a challenge. So eight days straight, six to eight hours per day, we will be trekking the mountains. So, Kyrgyzstan, wow. altitude of. At most, yata abot kami ng three thousand meters above sea level. So that's one of for one for the books for me. I've never trekked that uh, steep. The, yon, so we're raising funds for it, and if you or the viewers, listeners, you're interested, please do support us as we support these kids. It is a, a milestone for me, milestone for the organization. But it is definitely fulfilling because uh, we're doing these kids
0: uh, a favor for like a better future for them. Oh, so yan naman yan. So mm-hmm. Kyrgyzstan, tama ba yung pronunciation ko? Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. All right. So if people want to help you raise funds for... Kyrgyzstan for this community center, how we, may we do so?
1: Well, I set up a Yala Give site. It is a crowd fundraising site. It's so easy. Just click on the link and there is a button there says donate now. Any amount will do. I'm sure the kids will appreciate it. And you are helping this uh, kids have a
0: better future ahead. All right. We have that link on our show notes. So if you want to donate to Yvette's cause in Golf for Good, just head on to that link link in the show notes so Yvette let's go to the important question the most important question in this podcast so is the grass greener in Dubai why or why not
1: I would say yes. For some of the things I already mentioned earlier, no income tax, I can safely hold my phone <laughs> out in the open. For me, these are what I uh, mean by greener. Um, but aside from that, of course, there's a good system. Good urban planning. You can easily find everything online and it is so structured and organized. Do you know that even yung mga places tito are like, we call media city. So lahat ng mga companies that has to do with media, nasa isang lugar lang sila. There's also wow. sports sitting Mm-mm, may Dubai healthcare city so nandun lahat ng hospitals and you know mediclinics I mean merong pa isa-isa all, all around like pharmacies have to be spread across so they cannot just be in one place mga ganun. but of course like car car shop has to be still spread out but mainly they are so organized and that's what I really like about uh, Dubai they are just 50 years old but they have a good urban planning system they have really built it in such a way that it can really grow better and bigger. Yung cues, I, that's greener for me. May mga priorities sila for ladies every time. Yay! <laughs> Go! Oh, girls, <laughs> you run the world. Nang all my prioritization pag babae ka. Technology, of course. The online convenience. Like, let's say, us women, let's say, nasa flat ka, mag and then you had an emergency, you need to, you know, buy a pad or anything. You can just call the local grocery shop They can give you like there's no minimum in any delivery, wow. <laughs> except are some others that have to travel. Pero yung mga malapit lang. Can you give me three different brands of pads? And then nila, And then piliin mo lang pag dating nila sa door, mo. And then you wow. pay by cash or by card. You can tell them I-, I want to pay by card. They will bring the card machine to you. You know. So mga
0: conveniences. Ang convenient nga.
1: Oo, sobra. Um when you need to apply for something, you get to already process your application online para QR code na lang. So when you have to line up and queue for something, it's ready. So greener opportunities if hindi siguro fellow Pinoy yung kasama mo, but some people are less judgy. Do you know that people ako sa Dubai naka ng bikini without fear of <laughs> without fear of judgment. <laughs> pag sa Pilipinas kasi parang hindi ka naman nakabikini body ba ka magbibikini yung gano'n I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. sorry you should be putting this here but may gano'n akong na-feel na parang parang pag sa Pilipinas everybody judges dito bikini away yung gano'n
0: Mm-mm. Oh, okay lang I feel you okay <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So for me, those are the things I think I've mentioned a lot of things also earlier on. But these are the the, I think the conveniences and a lot of opportunities that can open up for you.
0: That's my perspective of Dubai being greener. Mm -hmm. Are there any ways in which the Philippines is greener or better? I would say definitely, paren. Greener like literally green. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the socials
1: recently, sorry but namis ko kreen yung rain. namis ko yung yung pagising mo pumapatak yung ulan. <laughs> Wala scary. pang hindi ba umuulan diyan? Super rare. You can count it by your one hand in a year. Well, seriously na- Unless siguro pag nasa mga mountainous area ka talaga, there's more that it's colder and uh, mas may mga showers. May mga cloud seeding naman yun, but I don't really count them as rains because we need them as well. namis ko yung even yung amoy nung basang soil <laughs> sa atin. Sorry. <laughs> Like, seriously, I had to say that. I grew up <laughs> from the province, so I can tell the smell of rain, smell of wet mud. So, but, and of course, uh, family. There is a different kind of emotional and mental grasp when you are home, when you are with your family. Even if the things, you know, like we hear things about the Philippines, um, sometimes we say, di nagbabago and all. But you very well know it's still home, di ba? You know, Tita Witi, she actually ground uh, me if I forget how it is to live in the Philippines. So, her posts are my daily dose of minas. <laughs> <laughs> gusto, gusto ko talaga. Parang nakakausap ko ng mga Pilipino dito. Iba pa rin yung, yung language natin. Yung mm-hmm. kapag, kapag yun yung kausap. So, Yes, I think may mga things kasi sa Pinas na madaling pakisuyuan, may nasira sa bahay mo, pakisuyo mo kay ganito, kilala si ganyan. Yun naman yung yung convenience that I can say sa atin it's easy to transact some things maybe dito kasi dahil mga may sistema so you have to go the right way or the right route mm, uh-uh. of course pag ka dito may para-paraan ka din ako kasi very strict ako for rules I don't wanna really I, the last thing I want is I get uh, get in trouble get in trouble with the law dito ayoko talaga Alam mm. mo bang pag nakikita ako ng polis napaparanoid ako <laughs> <laughs> Why, maybe I've never driven here yet, Crane. I mean, parang meron akong takot to drive dito. Kasi parang may feeling ako. I don't want to get into trouble. Kasi automatic din dito eh. Like all the cameras, speeding ka lang konti, you held your phone while driving. Camera ka na agad, there's no way of explaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're fine, right? Away. So, may mga ganun ako. I don't really want to get into trouble. So, marami rin paraan dito yung mga Pinoy to, you know, get some extra income or to, you know, do your own thing. May ba? discarte ba? cartling Pinoy, for which we love, di to din natin kasi if we benefit from it. Pero, yun yung hindi-hindi mo masyadong magawa dito uh, unless sobrang hustler ka and you can get away from it. But, I think yun yung greener than sa atin.
0: Mm, I love it. Wow. Thank you, Yvette. So, for any Anybody who wants to follow you know more about your story is there mm-hmm. any channel that they could follow any social media outlet mine oh yung sayo siyempre
1: ah sure if you wanna follow me um at Yvette Yangson. ah uh, I'm more active and in Instagram I am in the works actually cring of I. Uh, maybe I should mention it here again oh, I'm still brainstorming. Can you brainstorm by yourself? Is it still brainstorming? Oh, ako na <laughs> brainstorm-, brainstorm ako sa sarili ko nitong
0: podcast Oh,
1: good. Alam mo, na-create ko na yung site but I have not done anything yet. Di ko pa na, na-ayos ang framework ko. But I call it Dubaiology. <laughs> so, Everything Dubai. Parang ganon yung initial concept ko palang about it. <laughs> I won't say much, but yes. So I'm planning to do that. And I want it to be really non overwhelming for people. Because some people have the, the, anong tawag doon? pang connotation kasi when they see me doing things, when they see me going around, they feel like, andami naman yung pera to do that and all. But I would like to tell the world no. I'm like, imagine if I want to consider a restaurant, I would check is that restaurant on entertainer? Is that restaurant on my Zomato Pro? Is that restaurant giving away promotions? Yung <laughs> ganon. Because I don't want everybody to just compromise fun and experience just because they think it's too expensive. And it's not just that. I really also want to share some places that you, not just to eat, not just to experience, but really what Dubai is all about. So, yon, I won't say much yet because okay. mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil. I and I, I, like <laughs> I said, it'll be great. I do framework, <laughs> but everything about Dubai, that's what I plan to do with Dubai I love it. Okay. So,
0: yes. How exciting. <laughs> okay, so that's Yvette yangson for Instagram and soon to be Dubai <laughs> Yes. I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks,
1: If I can also say one, one last thing. Every Filipino, I'm sure, has uh, different reasons for coming to Dubai. I totally understand some who have come here like fresh graduates and they have three, four siblings to to um, support. Or like for me, I came here in my mid-30s. And of course, I had a different goal for coming here we all have different reasons for coming here. And I'm sure some of the tips or things that I mentioned here may not uh, be appreciated or it's not uh, what they need right now. But if anybody who is coming in the same place as I did, aside from getting a job, you earning and maybe plan out your next goals in life in line with yung heart ko to really make an impact. Kasi I really believe that for me, kasi I really want to inspire and really ask people to really pay it forward. Small acts at a time. Kasi this is the only t- way that the world will be a better place, aside from really believing in God that He will make things better. Kasi if we, you know, sometimes a lot of people wait to be rich enough, to be more available. Siguro later on, pag wala na 9 to 5, or to be more ready. Kasi time will pass us by So if you are available now, if you're ready now, you have uh, saved up for a certain certain thing. Do it now. Do the things that you need to do and try to make it also more impactful for the people that, because uh, and I are mean, causes out there. You just really need to find your niche. Find a place that is really close to your heart. Because that's the only way that we can make this world a better
0: place. I mean, that's cliche, but really one small act at a time. Yes, there is never a right time. Nagihintay tayo lahat na maging ready for something, but you really just have to leap into it. And yes. Having a purpose for what you're doing creates a ripple effect for the world. Okay, thank you, Yvette, so much. Thanks. Thank you for the insight. And also, good luck for your charity trek in Kyrgyzstan. At Yvette, o nga pala. ka na sa Kyrgyzstan, baka pwede nating pag-usapan. Kasi that is not a common country which people go to. So I'm very interested to know more about your story.
1: Sure, I'd love to. I'd love to.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you, Yvette. And thank you to all of our listeners. If you want to reach out to us, just follow us on Instagram at Greener Side Podcast or email us at thegreenersidepodcast at gmail.com. So until the next episode, I am Kring Lakson with Yvette Diangson, and this is The Greener Side.